Quit the 9 to 5 with Ben Handler. Getting you out of the rat race and into a career buying property. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben's co-host, Alex Whitlock. Ben, great to see you. Awesome to be here again. How's things at the moment? Very, very good. Before I introduce our guest, Arjun Paliwell from InvestorKit, just uh, some interesting things in terms of rhetoric from the Reserve Bank. So, you know, interest rates are looking stable, might go down, might go up. So uh, some interesting changes in terms of how things are looking this year. Yeah, definitely. I think sentiment overall is a lot more positive. Yeah. You know, I think the, the the people who are postponing buying decisions last year are like, okay, the world's not ending and they're getting back into the market now. So we're seeing a lot of good activity. So yeah, we're pumped for this year. You know me, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I'm, I believe in buying property throughout. I think it's not about market cycles. It's about picking the right market. There's always a market, you know, has good fundamental uh, potential. So, uh, you know, it's about spotting that. And that brings me round to... Uh, Welcoming our guest today, uh, Arjun Palawal, his business is Investor Kit. Just reasonably recently completed your course. Arjun, welcome. Thank you for having me on, guys. And you're not a stranger to a podcast because I know that on uh, another of our podcast, uh, sister podcast, which is SPI, that you, you were a guest on there with uh, Philip Tarrant, who's the host of that. So Yeah, that was right. It was a good experience. Yeah. So you, you've been an investor for a long time and you have a passion for property. What got you into investing in the first place? I think it was a mix of a few things. So one is that family family side of things where you see your parents, you know, get into property. Being from New Zealand, um, my dad was a, a property investor over that way. But uh, working in the banking industry for most of my career, I saw a lot of customer successes and a lot of the bad moments too. So you get intrigued and that's what really sparked it all for me. Yeah, fantastic. So when did you buy your first property? It was um, 2015. At okay. the age of 22, my wife, myself, mum, dad, we all came together. And that first one was a family home for us all to live in under one roof. And that was the first taste of property for myself. That's so inspiring to hear somebody of 22 years old, particularly Ben, you'll be very familiar with this, the sort of the, the general sort of feeling and sentiment in Australia is that, you know, that young people can't afford to get into the marketplace. And, I, and I, I'm always um, so inspired to hear when, when young people have that vision and, you know, having that direction in terms of investment can actually get themselves the confidence to go and get into the marketplace. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people are uh, intimidated, feeling a bit vulnerable. They think it's, you know, there's so much talk on first home buy, which is quite negative around it's just too hard to get in. So I think a lot of people do postpone it for some time. Yeah, but it's great to see people like Arjun getting in in that early stage. And I think, you know, looking at, and, and we'll sort of have a look in a, in a moment at Arjun's journey from the transition from investor to buyer's agent. But just to, just to draw this to a point, one of the things that I have found through my relationship with buyer's agents over the years is that they understand how you can get into the property market with a fairly limited deposit because, you know, if like myself, you know, you live in Sydney, you look at the Sydney average price, you know, you say, oh, a million bucks to get into the property market. Well, you know, a, a, a 10% deposit, $100,000 plus all the other costs on top, I'm out of the market. But buyer's agents, you know, I think they have been so valuable for so many reasons, but helping would-be investors understand that there are properties elsewhere outside of maybe where you live that are there to be bought and, and accessible to people with all sorts of different incomes. Yeah, correct. And that's why I love Arjun's model so well. I mean, he's a he's a rock star student. You know, he's six months after the program. He signed up nine clients last month. But further to what you were saying, Arjun buys outside of New South Wales and he diversifies and provides that ability for the client to move into different states. And I mean, Arjun, it's pretty amazing seeing what you've been doing. Like, how's it been going for you? Yeah, thank you. I think the whole journey of um, what you touched on then, Alex, as well around buying across the country and looking at these opportunities. Firstly, from a sense of time, I can understand someone sitting in Sydney, they have their nine to five, 
they go home. They're probably tired, family time comes up, and then maybe they open the laptop or the phone and they start talking about where they want to buy. So suddenly that time is just amplified to a very, very you know small amount. And then when you're thinking the country, you just can't go beyond your street or your suburb. Yeah. And so naturally, when my day is property, research property, and then I combine that with my own personal experience of buying across four states, I start to think differently and I start to present these solutions to customers that it doesn't always take that 100,000 or 200,000 and you can get started with less. So that's where it comes into that mix, Ben. So I've got a question for you, Arjun. You're a successful man. You, you understand property. You bought at 22. You've had a career in a, in a major bank where you've been very, very successful. What, you, you've made money. You, you, you've, you've generated your own wealth through property. Why have you risked all that? Why have you given up that stable salary and taken a jump and gone into property uh, to being a buyer's agent? Yeah, so this actually doesn't start with my own realization. It helped with having a supportive partner on my side to actually really ingrain that thought in my mind about why this. I think it's very often in your career, you can go through the journey and everything's going well for you. But sometimes when it's too predictable, it can actually put you in a back step from that mental state where you feel like something's wrong almost. Because it might be going well, but when you keep seeing that next step, it starts to take away the things that you enjoy in your career. It starts to take away that moment of excitement. It starts to take away the things that, you know, you're looking to do good and then see that good from it. You just start being too predictable. So as my career was going along, my wife really inspired me and said, hold on a minute, there's more to this. Like there's something else that can be done. And that's really, really when I started to think beyond the job, which has nothing bad to it. And I started to think in the world of business. I still had no idea, didn't have anywhere to go. But fortunately, when I combined this hunger for going into business combined with the passive income and, and my wife's support, I was able to pull, pull the plug on work. During that period, I was just using this time away from work. I believe it was March last year, Okay, March 1st, the last day, up until about May or June. I was only traveling, trying to tick off things in the bucket list, but actually the travel was more so to clear my mind so I could figure out what that next part of the journey looks like. Running into Ben... I'd known him from a um, you know personal point from his business and and just seeing the success that he'd had there. But then at the same time, I was inspired by combining how he could make a difference to other people's lives from that journey of being a buyer's agent, how buyer's agents have made a difference to my life, and then how my investing journey has made a difference to my life. And I combined these three things together, and that's what got me into it. I think that's so inspiring. And hey, look, the three of us in our own respective sort of worlds uh we've all taken the plunge uh you know you guys are you know buyers agents and, and ben runs uh you know ben has the uh, the academy and ben you know sort of went out on his own a long time ago i also i you know i left a, i left a, a salaried job to you know to go out on my own uh you know as a sole trader and, and i've built a business but i think for a lot of people out there you know we've taken the plunge in our own respective areas but i think it, it is one of those things where it's very hard to cut the cord with a salary. And Ben, you know, maybe you can give us a bit of insight for some of the people that you work with on your course. How, how, do, how do you help to, uh, to, to show people that it is actually possible and it can be done? I think firstly, just for people seeing and getting visibility over people like Arjun and a lot of the success that a lot of the students have had, because let's all be honest, it's, it's tough, you know, pulling the cord, the uncertainty, the negative emotion, the fear, um, the uncertainty, I mean, it all comes up and it, you know, it, it, it's tough. So I think when people can actually physically see something, like see someone transition out of their role, start a buyer's agent business, get some success, they start to feel more confidence. I always typically uh, share success through other students. I think you've hit the nail on the head and, and everything you've said there, these are all psychological barriers. They're not 
necessarily physical barriers, it's fear. And fear is a big blocker of, uh, I think, achievement. So, and I think one of the, you know, one of the great things about the the support that you give your students is that it's not just about helping people make that decision to, to make a life change, but it's also giving them the structure, the roadmap, the blueprint to take a, an idea and, and, and a belief and, and a, you know, and a desire to help others, you know, achieve the success, you know, if they're from a property background, to do the same things that they've done as an investor, but it's actually given them the roadmap, you know, as, as with Argent to actually build a business. Yeah, correct. I think at Cohen Handler, uh, you know, we had a relatively, uh, you know, medium-sized firm, 85 staff, and I was quite limited after a while seeing maybe only 25, 30 buyers agents being able to transform their lives through our um, systems and infrastructure and training, et cetera. So, you know, I'm a lot more inspired now to more scale, being able to see people like Arjun come out of other jobs and really transform their lives, really, you know, um, turn that dream into a reality. And I think it's it's super inspiring just watching this stuff. Like Arjun's six months out of the program. He's a smart guy. He's, you know, owns eight properties. He's done very well. But now he's able to give back and share that knowledge of diversification over four states, you know, to so many more customers now. I think it's amazing. Absolutely. Oh, Arjun, just come back to you. So really, really impressive stuff. You've, you know, you've come out of the blocks, you know, you're clearly a man who backs himself. You've got the support of your wife, which is fantastic. So you graduated in, was it August last year? Yeah. So it would have been around uh, August last year, six months before. Okay. I just finished the course, just about a month after business. So uh, look for, you know, people obviously are listening to this, this show because they want to, they have the, you know, they have the aspiration to come out and do it for themselves. But I think giving some visibility to, to your journey would be of really great value. So just talk us through from August what were the steps to sort of uh, to winning your first clients and getting your first successes for them? I think it's um, always important to start with the people who know, like, and trust you. And what I learned from you know Ben's course was there are people around you who've seen your journey from an investing point. They've seen your journey from the career transition, and they've even followed from a granular level more so because they're seeing you from each property, not just your whole journey overall. And so it was actually my close friends colleagues, some family members that wanted to support me in business. But at the same time, I felt very humble to support them with the life-changing decision. Yeah, and, and they finances. put trust in you as well, you know, as well as wanting to support you in your business. You know, they're also putting a lot of trust in you because you are, you know, going to get a better outcome for them. So that's, yeah, that's a great start. Yeah, exactly. I felt that they really had that trust because we'd had that time to know each other personally. But even if we put all things personal aside, they really felt that they'd seen what I'd done personally and they just wanted to emulate that but they had someone they could trust to hand that emulation over to. I think that's a really good point. So many people aspire to buying property. They know that there is really wonderful opportunities in property, not get rich quick, but just sustainable growth, you know, good regular, uh, you know, cash flow coming from an investment property. But I think people, uh, you know, have that healthy level of fear and concern about making a bad decision. The reality is, I think, and I think for a property buyer, it's not any wizardry. It's about having structure and understanding. And it's really not a complicated jump for, you know, if you follow the course and if you understand the, the you know, the, the basics of being a good property buyer, a good buyer's agent, you can really help get great results for your clients, particularly, you know, with, with yourself as an investor anyway. So what, what, is it, what, what do you think are the, uh, the key things that people would get from your course to help them make that transition and, and get great outcomes and, and you know, for friends and for, for new clients. Yeah, it's interesting what you're saying in regards to the work itself. It's not rocket science. Let's be honest. We're not creating new technologies. We're not trying to cure brain cancer. You know, we are uh, facilitating a transaction. Um, yes, we need to uh, understand what a property is worth. And we need to be good at negotiating, etc. And they're skills that can be cultivated relatively quickly. There's so much data available online now that I actually think it's a bit overwhelming about 
what to look for um, in terms of which which data source to rely on now because there's so much information. So answering the question, the, the three hardest areas, I think, of the role, getting clients, yeah, consistently getting clients. Once you exhaust your inner circle, your family, your friends, your colleagues, the third hardest area is signing up clients because if you wake up in the morning thinking you're going to sell a property, you'll get a real estate agent or you'll think of, I need to get a real estate agent. If you wake up in the morning thinking I want to get well, I want to buy a property. You're not thinking I'm going to get a buyer's agent. Yeah. I know you will, Alex, because you've used them. But it's but it's this is one of the, and this is another reason why this is such a wonderful industry to go into because there are so few buyers agents because this is a this is a growth industry. And again, you know, sorry, I'm taking away from the from the from the from the train of thought. But it's just this is such a great opportunity to go into this marketplace because there is a great need for buyers agents. Um, there are so few of them out there. There's, there's, there's several hundred, but, you know, compared to real estate agents where there are 80,000 of them, this is a real opportunity. So I think, you know, in terms of uh, just back to your point, you know, sort of making that, that, that bridging that gap from immediate friends and family and, and uh, people who are close is, you know, sort of understanding through doing your course how to really start to get traction with new customers and then to get them to sign up and to join up and uh, to go along and uh, make a purchase with you as an agent. Yeah, that's it. And so someone like Arjun, for example, really successful, bought a lot of property himself. So when you want to translate that into a career as a buyer's agent, if you don't have customers, you've got no business. So I tell a lot of people I speak to, they're, they're, they're good investors, they're smart, they've done well, but I'm like, you can be the best investor in Australia, but if you've got no customers, you've got no buyer's agent yeah. business. So the course is very focused on looking at the bottlenecks of the industry and the career of becoming a buyer's agent, which is essentially finding customers, yep. marketing yourself, signing up customers, and really you know, giving your clients a lot of good service. So who was your first customer? What was the relationship with your first customer? So the first customer was actually a, a colleague of mine in CBA. Okay. And uh, they'd also been following the journey, seen a couple of the podcasts and things. And uh, as soon as they'd known I'd started a business, they just wanted to support so before I even reached out, they said, I want to help you and I want you to help me. That's fantastic. And so that was an exciting moment. And, you know, like Ben said, transitioning from that family, friends, colleagues, afterwards, I very quickly realized that it was all about education. Yeah. And sometimes like, us three all, you know, we've invested in property, but sometimes it's very easy for us to forget that the simplest things that we may know may be so complicated for the everyday buyer or the per person who's looking to become that buyer. And so I started really mapping out from an education standpoint, everything that was up here, everything that I was learning from others and putting it to paper and really creating a content plan that was purely education focused. And that was when I started seeing the, the transition between friends, family and colleagues to strangers, to people in other countries. So I'm servicing customers at the moment who one of them is sitting in Singapore, uh, some people across other parts of Australia who I've never met face to face. And you start to go beyond these boundaries because of that education and you, you get rid of these assumptions as if, oh, wait, I know that. Why would someone want to learn that? Now, hold on a minute. People are interested to know why you may invest in regional property or why you may invest in commercial property. Don't re don't assume straight away that everyone knows everything. So that was a big turning point for me. I think for a buyer's agent, and, and you're absolutely right, and as a buyer's agent, it isn't just about locating property. It's also helping people to understand what their goals are because often people don't know. You know, people will think, I want to buy an investment property, but they don't really know why they want to buy it. Look, of course, they want to make some money. You know, we all want to get ahead. But I think as a buyer's agent, helping people to actually stop and take stock of why they're buying. Are you looking for some capital growth in the next X number of years? Are you looking for a long term sustainable opportunity to build cash flow? Are you looking at something that you might be able to develop in the future? And I think 
this is one of the big opportunities about being a buyer's agent and moving into this profession is that you are really helping, uh, you, you know, so many people who want to get into the marketplace, not just get ahead in terms of property buying, but really crystallize why is it I want to buy? And then as an agent, it's not just about going out and, and finding that property. It's helping them shape their dreams. Exactly. And uh, from that, what I've come to realize is that people don't have an information problem. They actually have an execution problem. Yeah. And so what I very quickly realized was, you know, Ben's course was all about that execution, that solving that problem for that customer. So when I combined education and the execution, I realized, wait, I should not hold anything back. I need to let go of every bit of education I can, not to make people, you know, feel like, okay, I can go out and solve this on my own. Because the truth is the problem wasn't information, it was execution. But for me to give out all the information, it's for me to say, I'm hoping you can feel comfortable and trust me that I know what I'm sort of doing. And from this information point, yes, some may, a small percentage may take it and go and do it on their own. But the majority go, I feel that sense of relationship, trust. And I'd like to work with you because the truth is I'm time poor. I need time with my family, need time with my friends. I know my local area, but I don't know the other areas. And I don't want to invest the time to know them. I know residential property. I've always been told commercial is risky, but you seem to know about that. Yeah. So when I combine these things, I just started focusing on don't hold anything back just in case it's a secret source. It really isn't. Everyone has everything out there. It's about showing that you can support them and they can trust you and you can build that relationship. That's absolutely fantastic. And just to give me a bit of a, a bit of sort of visibility as with the with the people you've helped so far, um, are you finding that you're starting to get referrals now coming through? Because I, I mean, I can't talk enough about my buyer's agent and also my mortgage broker as well, incidentally. So anyone who helps me on my personal journey, I, you know, I, I, I tell everybody about them. So how are you finding sort of referrals coming through? Yeah, so that's slowly starting to become one of the biggest sources of business. It started with friends and family colleagues. It then started expanding to social media. And now it's a combination of social media and referrals. And so referrals from that point as well, I've actually got a funny story to share. One of my you know, close friends and good customers, I'd helped him with a commercial property. And he went to Gold Coast for a holiday and he called me the day after, actually while he was on holiday, he was I think by the swimming pool at the Versace Hotel in Gold Coast, enjoying himself and with his wife. Very loving. fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing he said wasn't how good the pool was or wasn't how good the hotel was. He said, hey, by the way, I've just been talking to 20 people plus on this pool about you and what you did for me in the commercial property. Watch out. And so I was just really oh, thankful so that people are thinking of you in that respect and that yeah. manner. Ben, I'll just, you know, sort of just uh, get your insights at the moment. How important is social media for people starting to grow a new business, uh, for people sort of, as well as doing all the things they need to do with their immediate network, how important is social media and how you market yourself through those channels? It's critical. It's absolutely critical. And, you know, looking at Arjun as an example, I mean, he's got a great story and a lot of people actually have a great story. They could have, uh, you know, after school bought their first property or they supported their parents or they've done something and everyone's got a story to share. And so then the solution is, how do I get that out to a mass audience in the most cost-effective manner? And that's through social media. So I think, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, you know, you might not like these at a personal level because they are mm. quite disruptive. I don't do it on a personal level ever. Like, Facebook, I haven't used on a personal level for 11 years. It's just business. And so if you can really leverage it for business only purposes, very powerful tool. And let's just talk for a moment about a story. And I think um, people are, you know, whatever your background may be, you're intuitive. And I think you can tell when a story is a story and genuine and when it's something that's kind of a bit fabricated. And, and you're absolutely right. I think understanding what your story is, and it could be an aspiration or it could be something you know, maybe that you've been an investor and you want to share that, or it could be your hopes and dreams and thoughts. But I think 
if your story is, is, is authentic, then people resonate to that. And people gra- gravitate to stories and stories are far more attractive than adverts or marketing, you know, so it is very, very effective. Yeah, very. Like I remember one of our employees at Cohen Handler, he was ex-Special Forces. I mean, he was a young guy, early, you know, I'd say early 30s from Melbourne. Um, you know, he was in a, a group of, you know, six, they used to train with the SEALs. He was in uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, everywhere. And that's a cool story. Yeah. You, when you share that story, what do you think? You think diligent, discipline you know, honor. And you think of a lot of really positive emotions. So I think everyone's got some form of story to share. And it's about, as you said, being authentic, being honest and getting it out there. So Arjun, I was going to just interested, you know, with you being new in business, you're clearly very experienced in the property market. You're also, you know, clearly very confident, very at ease with yourself in terms of your understanding of the market. But you've got all this negativity in the media at the moment, you know, it, it's everywhere. And hey, you know what? You know, markets are challenged, and we've we sort of already touched on these of the the local market here. We're based in Sydney. How are you finding uh, sort of communicating with people who come along to you? How are you sort of giving them confidence that there are still buying opportunities out there? I think um, there there are so many ways that this could be answered. But going back to the the simplest of forms, if we look through all the different global recessions, economy downturns, um, 2008, 2009, there was never a time where the graphs of buying activity was zero. Yeah. There was always something happening. And so it was about giving that comfortability to my customers that, you know, I'm going to be looking nationwide to find these opportunities. And so if I combined current deals that I was doing in today's markets, if I combined customer testimonials or how they felt through the process, if I was combining actual research and data that someone who might be stuck in that nine to five may not have the time to do, but because my nine to five is property, when I was taking it out and dissecting and finding these things, I could help people paint a picture. So when I put it all together, it was a combination of actual facts and things that are out there, things that I was doing on a personal level for my own journey, as well as what I was doing for current customers. So they could feel and see that journey painted out to them. Property is such a talking point in Australia. Aussies love property, you know. I mean, I, I was—I spent five years in Hong Kong, and I tell you now, the Chinese love it as well. And, and I've got such a passion for property. But I think the great opportunity by making the transition into—if you're thinking about looking at building your own business, if you have a—if you have an attraction to property and, and the opportunities that can create for people—I think that this is a wonderful opportunity because. It's a talking point. It doesn't matter where the market is, locally, nationally, it's a talking point. And I think there's a hunger from Australians to talk about the market and to understand. And you've got different kinds of people, Ben. You know, you've got people who are investors and they love to talk about their about their experiences, or you've got people who would like to be investors and want to understand. So, you know, for yourself and being in your business and being able to give information and help shine a light on the fact that you can invest at any time, mm. you know, and helping to shape not so much about should I invest or shouldn't I invest, but why am I investing and where am I investing? Exactly. I don't think anyone said, unless they were doing a particular development deal with an exit strategy around it, I don't think anyone said, I'm going to invest for today. They never said that. There was always, I'm going to invest for my future, whether it be a goal around how they want to look after themselves financially, their family, or later generations. And so when I also bring up another topic, I, I talk about shares. There might be moments where shares have a downturn, but if an ASX is, say, coming down, there'll still be a company within there that's holding the averages up. So I find um, for most people, as these customers are coming along to my business, they're actually going through the education journey that I provide before they even speak to me. To be honest, I don't think I've ever had anyone that's just gone, I want to do business with you, unless it was a close family and friend. And so 
because of this education, this point of showing them that there is more out there without charging them, it's just a pure free education sort of platform. People are starting to realize that there's more out there. There are other opportunities. Uh, another example is commercial property in my business is, is really faring well. And that's because of, you know, you've got small to medium warehouses where export import activity. We've got an aging population with medical assets and so forth. So there are many different factors to consider. And the more you educate without the sell, the more people are starting to realize there's, there's stuff out there. I think that's a really good point because there's a lot of focus on uh, residential property. And, and I've personally only ever bought residential property, but I'm familiar with the with the commercial market. And you've got two asset classes within the same sort of umbrella, but you know they tend to operate at different pace. And we won't, won't get into the nuts and bolts of that right now. But I think for you as an agent, understanding you know the options, and you can have a really, really challenged residential market, you know, and there are always opportunities, but you know what, running concurrent with that, you've got a very different tempo in commercial. So I think if property is your thing, bricks and mortar, you know, as, as an agent, as an informed agent and a, as an educator to people who want to achieve, you know, their financial goals, I think you've got real access to, to, you know, to different asset classes. Yeah, I think it's powerful. And there's not many buyers agents who offer the the commercial service. So I think Arjun's really there's a lot of diversification for a customer when they come into his doors. Yeah, absolutely. Arjun, I'm just interested to know, you've quit the nine to five, you know, how has it changed your life? Just in terms of not necessarily the actual business, but just tell me how it feels to be your own boss and, and, and how, is it, how is your day structured now? It, it's, it's a massive life changer. Before even coming towards the day, it, actually what you think is possible after doing that has completely changed. Um, I used to have aspirations of, okay, climbing up the corporate ladder and then, you know, hoping to do some good with some of the finances that were growing. And now I've transformed this goal into one day I want to open up my own foundation. So, you know, just the thinking starts to change when you get into business because there usually isn't a roof above it. There is no level to climb. It starts to transform into how many people you help, how much value you provide. It just comes back around. And then what you choose to do with that value, it starts to change that. And so taking these bigger parts, I then go into the smaller parts of my day-to-day, my time with family. I've never spent more time than I have with my parents than I am now. And that's actually a blessing as well because you know my family has some health issues and being able to be around my mother um, and my dad, who's you know of age as well, these sort of things are, are life-changing. And so having that experience and, and being in there with them is, is a new feeling to me. Got flexibility. There are so many things I, 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 I can talk all day. I'm so passionate about about business. Um, you know, I'm looking at you two guys, young men. I have grey hair, but I jumped into. Look, I took the plunge when I was in my 30s. I was very fortunate to have a really solid, trustworthy, capable business partner in Phil Tarrant. But you know what? I took the plunge, and life changes. You know, look, I still get up and I work hard. You know what? I work for, for my particular role in, in media, you know, I work more hours maybe than I did do when I was a, when, when I was a salaried person, but I do it because I want to do that. You know, I, I dictate how hard I work and how many hours I put in, but the, my whole outlook on life has changed. Mm. My whole belief in terms of what's possible for me, myself, in terms of, you know, what I can achieve, you know, I'm, I'm 51 years old now and I've never felt more uh, open and uh, I'm optimistic about my future and what I, and the impact I can have on people around me. So I think it's really important not just to think about giving up the nine to five, maybe earning a bit more money. But I think there are real deeper reasons that you only understand once you've actually made that plunge. We all know because we've done it. I think it's really important to uh, to get a bit of an insight and get a bit of a sense for the things that you don't yet know until you've actually made that move. And there's, there's a life to be lived out there above and beyond the salaried life. Yeah. And one, one thing I'm noticing with people in sort of the senior age brackets and, and, and different ages as well, 
both business and property investing or any type of investing as such, when you get to a certain level of activity in either, a certain switch flicks on and these words such as retirement and, um, you know, that word itself doesn't start to have the same meaning as it used to. And so what I'm realizing now is actually also change something I say in my business. I actually don't use the word retirement in my business. I use freedom of choice because as people start to increase investments or increase their success in business, you start to have the switch flicked on your head and you can't turn off. And it's not, it's not a bad thing, but I mean, that can't turn off starts to go towards the differences you can make for others, the differences you've made yourself. How can you amplify that? And so you can't imagine a life where everything turns off, you're sitting at a beach and it's just done. You constantly think of adding value. So the word retirement has taken a whole new meaning to me since I've jumped into business, since I've jumped into property. And that's a big part as well of the journey. Arjun, your story is inspiring. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Look, before we before we wrap up, Ben, how do people get in touch with you? What's what's the sort of the process in, in terms of getting onto and doing the course? Yeah, the most simplest way is visiting uh, the website, which is www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au. And once you go there, you can then reach out to me. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Ben. Great catching up as always. Thank you. Don't forget, look, check out the other podcasts. There's, there's a whole host of stuff there to help you understand how you can quit the nine to five. Do get in touch with Ben. You know, if you want to find out how you can change your life and, and, and make the move into becoming a buyer's agent, he's there and, and keen to speak to you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up with you next time. Thanks for listening to Quit the 9 to 5 with Ben Handler. For more advice on turning property buying into your career, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au now. The information featured in this podcast is general in nature, does not take into consideration your financial situation or individual needs and should not be relied upon. Before making any investment, insurance, tax, property or financial planning decision, you should consult a licensed professional who can advise whether your decision is appropriate for you. Guests appearing on this podcast may have a commercial relationship with the companies mentioned.